0: And welcome to Get Some Yesterday, a podcast where we talk about stuff
1: and things. We do this every time. We do it every time. We're on our 10th ten. our <laughs> episode now, and we still don't know how to introduce it naturally. Um,
0: I mean, I don't know about you. I've listened to like hundreds of episodes of
1: other my, podcasts. Yeah,
0: and nobody knows how to start an intro. I think unless you start strong, And know what you're doing, you're never going to start a podcast the way you want to. So I'm Courtney,
1: and I'm Koda, and this is our theme song.
0: It's been a little while since we've done a general chitty chatty chitty chat 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 episode. Don't yeah, know why I had to somebody gonna make a song out of that, aren't you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while since we did the last one. We did we talked about aliens pretty much a lot and my fear of space, and I just thought it was time for another
1: another episode where we will probably end up talking about aliens and space at some yeah. point. Um, something that is alien to me. <laughs> that's a nice link into the first thing I wrote halfway is My Chemical Romance the idea of them not getting back together is an alien concept because it has to happen Um, but earlier last week they released a new line of merchandise
0: yeah which upset everybody because people got a email, email saying new My Chemical Romance merch
1: <laughs> yeah it's and, and not music um so the, the new merchandise is like Distress look Kind of their old school Kind of like uh, Three cheers for a your revenge Kind of look um,
0: It's cool I wanted the
1: three cheers shirt
0: But it's out of stock So I have it Like I've asked for an email please email me to tell me new my chemical
1: romance merch yeah and it's you can get it on i've seen it on the warner music website yeah um okay that's where you can get it if you're interested in having a look at it um there is no reunion for my chem i mean confirmed it's something that's been speculated hugely mainly by me (laughs) (laughs) in that the fact that it's 2019 and their album danger days is set in 2019 so here we are now 2019 we're in the future Bulletproof. The aftermath is secondary. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was speculated as well. Uh, Joe Jonas was talking some big lip in an interview,
0: and Frank Guerrero did not. I mean, we posted this on our Facebook Kids from Yesterday Pod. If you're looking for us, um, but it was an interview. He did. He did an interview with um a few like few different stations. So Karan yeah. had one, but he responded to the Joe Jonas stuff with like. A disney band bro like
1: <laughs> why are you talking about any yeah. band
0: uh, but actually my favorite thing and he deleted it but it was like just after he was in russia i think at the time and it was just after joe jonas had like got oh hey aren't in those guys whatever yeah um, and he did a video where he stuck like tape over his eyebrows to make them look like huge like the, jo- the jonas brothers and he turned around and he was like hey i heard the ramones are playing down the hall aren't those guys dead <laughs> <laughs> and like, he deleted it but it was the funniest thing i was like you are I've seen human. it. That was
1: hilarious. Also,
0: speaking of Frank Arrow, he has not aged. Oh. He's like Benjamin fucking Button or t- something. No, he's not aging backwards. He's just like he's thirty eight and he has. I a can't face believe of he's thirty eight. A face of a youth. I love him. Yeah. No, but it's it's like Obsessed. like Jared has aged normally. Yeah. Like Mikey kind of looks the same as well. Like he had a point of like looking like he does now, but he hasn't changed at all. Like Jared is the only one aging. With his age, as a dad, so yeah, he's <laughs> Frank is like, hello, I am young and beautiful.
1: is So yeah. beautiful, I'm so distracted now. Um, he did say though that uh, as regards to the reunion, yeah. he did say I survived a bus accident, so anything is possible. Dun dun dun. Now I'm taken from that is. So the, you know the way Taylor Swift like cookie crumbs, like she drops hints yeah. about stuff that's to come um especially through instagram and i'm gonna cling on to that sentence
0: for dear life look after the fallout boy hiatus and after that we talked about this in episode five when i got a dm from patrick stump and there was a whole big thing but i the day before fallout boy were announced as reun like as as reunifying Reunining? Reunining. reuniting,
1: reunion reuniting Thank you. <laughs> reunifying <laughs>
0: i'm a writer <laughs> and uh, the day Paul boy when I was just getting back together like the, the, literally there was an interview released on crying or one of those websites the day before maybe it was rock's end where he was like it's not happening people need to stop saying this is happening or whatever and i was like nobody trusts any of you liars but like since that i'm, I'm never gonna trust anybody saying that oh same like, like, so when he's like oh i don't know and i'm like you lie absolutely yeah. Like, Even though, like, I imagine they're just not cutting it out. I know their touring manager passed away from cancer, and Jared said that whenever he sings on stage or um like performs in any way again, that he'll always remember her because she was like the beating heart of like their their band or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I thought it was really interesting that in paying tribute to her, he also talked about getting on stage and not to take somebody's like heartfelt message about someone that they loved and that they cared about. And make it into like oh maybe they're getting back right together again. I just I just mean it in like I thought it was really interesting that something that was so emotive for him, yeah, he couldn't imagine not performing again and remembering her. So it's like and some part of him is going to always be a performer, and I think some part of all of them they're always going to be musicians.
1: I think in a way as well. Like I am hanging on to that with your life. I think that there is you know I, from what you've said about Patrick some DMing you and stuff like that. I don't trust a word that any of them are saying. Um, In the sense that they're definitely, if they're planning a secret reunion, they're not going to, you know, give us away anything. The only other thing I would say is that obviously with the, with the merchandise drop, like, is that what they're giving us for 2019 because their people are expecting something this year? Is that all we're getting? Or is it some way of them like, you know, dangling a carrot and saying... Are our fans actually interested if uh, in, in us getting back together? Like, is that their way of seeing?
0: I mean, all you have to do is look at your app mentions on Twitter. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, is the appetite still there? Do people still give a shit? And yes. Are people <laughs> still buying? Yes. Yeah, which they are. That thing's sold out. Like, I checked it later on in the day because I looked at the US store and the, the, all the t-shirts are like $35. And people were like, I'm not paying $35 for a distressed t-shirt. But then when I looked in the Warner site and they are all like twenty twenty-four. And I was like, that's more like it. Yeah. Um. but they were all gone so there is an appetite for these things I don't know if it was just Warner going like maybe that was in a contract that they could like on anniversaries or whatever release merch lines or do something you don't know what their agreement was Yeah. if this means anything, if it doesn't but I do think it's interesting that it sold out so quickly that like it's proof that yeah people can still kind of give a fuck
1: they do give a fuck yeah. and another band that don't really know what they're doing next uh, paramore recently in an interview entertainment tonight um she was actually doing an interview with brian from Good Day Young. um about that brand she was kind of talking Sponsorist. about sponsor us <laughs> yeah she was kind of talking about paramore and she said she didn't really know what was next for them she did say that she had dinner uh, you know with the guys recently um and they were really enjoying kind of being at home being adults and being friends without the kind of musical aspect of things yeah um which is interesting because Paramore, while they haven't broken up like we've, you've said before on this podcast, that they're comfortable in just being themselves and yeah. they can release music whenever, they're not under pressure they're yeah. not under pressure from a record label like maybe, I, yes, yeah. and the fans a bit but I feel
0: like FBR kind of know that they can throw out a record every two, three years and people will still keep coming to the shows they'll still pull their headlines I feel like they have a lot of scope and a lot of trust that a lot of bands don't have. Mm. Um and part of that may be just that Haley's in an airtight contract that like suits her. But I I don't I mean I don't know. I think that's the really interesting thing about the music industry is you don't know this shit until you're actually yeah. in there working in those upper levels and knowing what's in those contracts and what's what people get. But it does seem to me like she's got a lot of freedom that other artists don't. And it doesn't mean it's not hard for her to write music. It doesn't mean it's not hard for her to live the life but I do think they have maybe a little bit more scope to to do things more freely.
1: Like they did she did post like a screenshot or you know a short muted video of a track back in June I think it was. Yeah. Um and it was labeled number 1. Yeah. And then she took a social media break. And in that interview with Entertainment Tonight she did apologize she was like I shouldn't have really done that. Yeah. Um she kind of felt guilty that she kind of left it on the cliffhanger yeah. because people were expecting that oh she's gone on a social media hiatus because they're about to release something again we don't trust anything our favourite artists say maybe they're about to drop something as a surprise we don't really know Um. so I feel like yeah it, 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 especially with the way promotion has gone um, I feel like it's the way music is promoted has changed a lot in that bands can drop surprise albums yeah. and you know they're still just as successful as if they had like months of marketing behind them mm-hmm. so it's very like what's gonna happen
0: yeah and i think like i mean zach's been touring with his band i can't remember what they're called a half noise half noise thank you um like he's been out and doing stuff with half noise and like living his life and stuff and i think it's just if you can do it you can do it and i think it's good to be able to go between projects and not only focus on something. Yeah. Like I think music and creative industries, like there's a lot of pressure on creators to continue to put out work at a rate that the fans are consuming it, but fans are consuming things at much, much faster rate. So fast. Like think about like to the sixties when like Beatlemania was around and they could release an album every couple of years or whatever, but like people listened to them over and over again and people didn't get bored at music because it wasn't all moving on as quickly as like mm. you know, it just it's changed so much in the last like 50, 60 years. Because the 60s was a very long time ago. I just realized it's a very long time ago. But it, it's changed so much, especially when streaming came along. And like, I think it's much harder now to maintain like a love for the industry. And I imagine it takes a lot, especially if a band has been away for a while, it probably takes a lot to get back into it, to do it.
1: Yeah. um, The idea as well that. I think, like, like you said, they they can just drop an album, yeah, whenever they want to, um, and because music has changed in the way that people are consuming it, like people are consuming things so fast and want new, want new, want yeah. new, and they're gonna move to bands that are providing new, yeah, um, like smaller those-
0: bands who are providing attention, who are providing new music, who are providing small tours, intimate like settings. You know, merch that nobody else has, like all these things that are like novelties. And then, when the band signs to a major label, which is obviously most bands' goals, because people want money because they need to live. Like, yeah, like we have created this capitalist society where you need money to exist. Um, and when bands do that, there's like a backlash of like, how dare you take this personal, private thing away from me?
1: Yeah, and that, yeah, that does happen. But I feel like there are certain bands who can go away like, like there aren't as many bands sorry that can go away like Paramore yeah. are like for sure Um, and people are going to find their music in those smaller bands yeah. but when bands like Paramore do come back they're still going to f- have their fans like Out Boy would yeah
0: like Paramore would Follow Boy would My Hamm would if they decided to come oh back. absolutely like Brennan Eury if he went away for a couple of years
1: which he hasn't done
0: no but he could yeah Um, like even when he was touring Kinky Boots like he you know, I think that was at the end of the um, to live, to yeah, live to live like yeah. era. So, um, it just feels like it's always go, but like he has the option to step away if he wanted to. Um, so it's just it's hard to know what's actually gonna happen. But it's interesting that she said that she's enjoying not doing stuff. So.
1: Yeah, another band that I would love to see reunite. Who had a very, mm, very good album anniversary this week. Last week? I bet you can all guess. Take a shot if you get it right. Curious <laughs> Um, I can't believe that album is 10 years old. Now, I made the mistake last year of thinking it was 10 years old last year and having an absolute meltdown. I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. It's been 10 years <laughs> since I met them. It's been 10 years since this album came out. And then I was like, oh, it's only been nine years. Whew. Um, And now I'm like, oh shit, it's nearly that." Like, <laughs> oh my it's, God,
0: it's been 10
1: it's years? It's the 10 now. Yeah. Um, I just cannot believe that the album came out 10 years ago. I'm kind of shocked. I was 15. Um, peak emo. It was 2009. That was the peak emo time. Looking back, my friends and I made a music video for Hot Mess, which is the lead single from that album. Um, yeah, we made a music video for that song to give to the band. And Courtney, <laughs> I must show it to you. Please do. Because it is. The funniest thing ever. It's set in Navin Shopping Centre. I play the problem child that's in the video. (laughs) And it's just me with, like, a dark hood. And, like, I'm, like, you know, looking moody on a staircase. And it's just yeah I feel like
0: if we were, I were to set up a Patreon top tier Patreon <laughs> get access to this video oh my god
1: yeah we were actually talking about Patreon like mm, what extra content could we give yeah, do we this have is, time for extra content,
0: content. I this think, is like yeah. if you give us a grand a month we'll let you watch
1: this video uh, there is another video that I have this is off topic but it's it's, an, um, uh, it's a music video to Umbrella that I did with my friend like she she actually works in the film industry now which is incredible but when
0: <laughs> it's incredible she went from that to that yeah
1: so we were like oh let's make a music video so i was 12 it was the umbrella song by rihanna and and um, we were like how can we make this and of course i thought like oh we can edit the background to make it look you know like black and have fake rain and everything sure i don't know how to use a computer so <laughs> i don't know where i was getting these ideas from um but we, we we recorded a music video for it in my mom's shower and i had an umbrella and like it's just <laughs> horrendous my necklace this. breaks i like pick it up and start swinging it around. I think that that could be top tier. Like my boyfriend hasn't even seen the video yet. Like it's 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 top secret. Like only a or few top tier. A few eyes have seen that video, and it's even worse than the Cover Starship one.
0: I'm so happy that that's out there somewhere <laughs> in the world.
1: My life has just been one big
0: embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is what I keep telling like people um like if you want to share stories with us or you have something you want us to talk about nothing is more embarrassing
1: than the shit we've done yeah so, like nothing to shock feel us.
0: like you can't because we'll laugh or judge you no 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 no
1: no no like Courtney and I like we met through a fandom for another band that we won't we won't even mention the name of them because no, it's not happening. it's that embarrassing yeah but like nothing could like we have many embarrassing stories from that fandom that like we will never. Maybe top tier or grandmother. No. Nope. <laughs> no all our secrets. <laughs> um that we will never even go into. Um so nothing yeah, will shock us. No, and
0: like yeah, there's not just nothing you could tell us that would make, would make us go, oh. Um I was about to segue in with speaking of embarrassing, but it's not. That's really mean and really horrible. I wanted to talk about simple creatures. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of embarrassing. No, so simple creatures, it's uh Mark Hobbes of Blink One Eighty Two and Alex Gaskarth from All Time Low. Um, it is their it's like all
1: time blow Courtney.
0: She's so funny. Guys. <laughs> she's so funny. Um, well, this is their like side pet project because all time low are currently recording a new album and Blink came off a big tour, and they were both like Alex and Mark were a bit like, what do I do now? So they came up with simple creatures, which they said is supposed to be like pop emo goths kind of vibes. Um, I don't love it. Like, and I think that's really funny is the polarizing <laughs> between, like, Alex, all of Alex's fans are like, yeah, I love this. This is amazing. You're so cool. And then all of Mark Hoppus' fans are like, what are you do at all time low? Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you make real music? Um, <laughs> Me. <laughs> so, I don't like it. Um, you ever seen the IG card? No. Okay. Well, there's,
1: there's... <laughs> that took way too long. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: There's... there's... <laughs> it's not going to make any sense to you, but there's, there's a quote in it where she... Jen... Um, wants to be the um, event manager and she's like I'm going to go for the event manager job and everybody just keeps going it's not for you Jen and I just feel like when I talk about Simple Creatures somebody behind me is going it's not for you Jen um, it's not
1: for you Jen
0: um, I mean the thing is like it's not for me Jen but Mark and Alex are like well it pulled us out of depression and it helped us like deal with the fact that we're not on a tour and Alex was like well I go a bit like loopy when I've been at home because I imagine if your job is to tour yeah and then you go home and you're like I can't do my job right now it must be quite difficult to deal with um so I can appreciate from that perspective that they're doing something fun they're trying to make it not sound like either of their bands that it's not just like them doing the same thing again. yeah it's like a new creative venture they're on the same label so that they have the means to do this um so like there's no harm in it it's just it's not for me
1: just not for you I to be honest I haven't heard any of this stuff it doesn't really interest me in mainly because Alex Gascarth and I just don't have any and like you know I don't like all-time low but just in the sense that I I have my expectations are low as it is going yeah. into it and um, that I feel like it wouldn't be for me so I don't want to waste my time
0: yeah like I guess my issue with it and like this is you know if you like this tell us why tell us what about it makes you happy like maybe it's the fact that it is a little fun and a little different I just feel like it's not different enough I feel like they're both very like much said in that like they've been doing this for years and years and years Mark knows what his band sounds like Alex knows what his band sounds like and I imagine it's very difficult to suddenly veer off that Especially when they've both kind of done Experimentally type things mm. Like I feel like Neighbourhoods was Neighbours? Neighbourhoods?
1: Neighbourhoods, yeah Was, <laughs>
0: I'm such a big fan <laughs> But like Neighbourhoods was like a, a departure From what they normally sounded like Because they did like, you know, like Ghost on the Dance Floor and stuff Yes. Um, that was different from Other things they'd done before And like all-time as we've spoken about before Have done like Last Young Renegade And like even Dirty Work was such a departure Dirty Work worked don't think Lost and Gates did. Kind of hoping the next
1: record is. If it's a return, to, like like I said, the only all time low album I actually like. I do like Nothing Personal, uh, but I really like Dirty Work in the sense yeah. that I'm like embarrassed that I like it. But it is a really good album uh, in the sense that like, Courtney's like oh, it's my favorite album. Ever. It is my favorite album ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever away. It's, it it's it is quite good, bad. but I it's just it's just I don't like. It, uh, <sighs> I feel like I'm needing to justify why I don't like All Time Love. You don't Low. have to justify why you don't like All Time Love. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I just think you're stupid. But I I think if when I did like All Time Love, like during the Nothing Personal stage, where I was like, oh, these guys are so cool. And like obviously loving Blink-182. If they had done it then, I would have been like, wow. Like all over it. Two of my favourite worlds colliding. But now it's like, ugh. Oh all time low, when I would just think they're in too well
0: yeah but they've admitted that so yeah. it's fine so I think like, it's nice because like they used to always say like Mark Albus was dad and stuff and now like yeah. Alex is doing shows with dad and it's kind of cute in that
1: respect but I'm also jealous because I wish it was Yumi 6
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be you made I me wanted six. To be me at 6 I uh, I mean yeah so I can understand they're doing something fun they've released their second EP recently um, and they're having a good time
1: they're having a good time
0: like, that's all that matters. and that, Yeah, that is all that matters. And, like, people like it. And people love to hate it.
1: People do love to hate it. Do you know what people do love to hate as well? The fact that they were bringing... I don't know if they still are. I think they are bringing um, Lil Wayne on tour with them. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's such a weird concept. But then I'm like, Lil Wayne did that song with Fall Night Boy. Yeah. Paramore brought B.O.B. on tour with them. Yeah. Like, I feel like the crossover... Like, I was definitely hugely my peak emo into emo music and really into hip-hop and R&B yeah. and like to have that crossover when Lil Wayne did that song of Fall Out Boy I was like oh my god and then Paramore brought B.O.B. on tour I was like oh my god I love B.O.B. you know he's a flat earther now he's in the same box as Tom Delong. <laughs> so um, um
0: actually speaking of other members of Blink um for some reason um, I don't know why but Andy Biersack and Maskeva are writing music together there was a video that I haven't watched. It's on Roxanne, but I I, I, I didn't want to watch it. So <laughs> I just got it from like the thing that they're writing music together, which I think is interesting.
1: As a band,
0: um, for one of the bands, new music may be on the way with Alkaline Trio and Blink One Eighty But yeah, so he seems to be okay. writing together with him. So they may be doing like a side project projecty type thing,
1: which is valid. Yeah, totally valid. Um, but
0: and it could be interesting.
1: It like, could be an interesting look,
0: sound. Saved you one of the Blackfield Brides. I don't really care I'm not a fan um, Me neither I, I've been to see them I think Andy is a good showman I think the musicians independently are great as a band and as a concept I'm, I'm not in love with it but it just it feels forced and I think that's what I feel about it okay. If they are your favourite band I'm not saying this to hurt you I'm not saying this to hurt your feelings I'm not saying this to invalidate your love of Blackfield Brides in any way shape or form Can I
1: touch doesn't tell us why you love them
0: Yeah I mean yeah just we want to talk to you so badly and we'll be super nice and use emojis don't worry um <laughs> But I like Andy, uh, like, independently.
1: I don't really have an opinion on them. <laughs> but, like, Andy has
0: done, like, he's released some solo stuff, and it's quite good. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we'll put it on the playlist for this week. Um, no, we won't. It's on the playlist for this week, actually. One of his songs. Um, so if you want to give that a listen, it's, it's great. It's like a thing that whenever I have people over in the house, I'm like, listen to this song! <laughs> You'll really like it! Um, and it's good. Um, you had more.
1: Yeah, Blink-182, still on the Blink-182 train. They are releasing a new album called Nine. Uh, it's actually their eighth album because their first quote-unquote album was actually uh, a demo. Um, It's coming out on the 20th of September. It's their eighth, uh, sorry, it's their second album without Tom Delong. Um, It has Blame It On My Youth, which is on the playlist. Dark yeah. Side, which is also released, that's on the playlist. Um, Another song... Which I'm really excited, right? Yeah. Called on my emo shit.
0: We're always on emo shit.
1: So I can't wait to hear that. And they also have another song, "Remember to Forget Me," and I really hope it's a Shakira cover because she has a song of the same title. That would be amazing. Can't remember to forget you. <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I really hope it's a cover of that because that'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing on my emo shit. That would be amazing. It's gonna be our anthem.
0: I mean, even if it's not good, it's still gonna be on. Oh, it's though.
1: still gonna be on. I'm interested to hear that sound for from the ninth album. Yeah. Um, or from the eighth album rather. Um. Some
0: people think it's the tenth album as well because they've got a couple of live recordings. I think, yeah, I think and they have
1: like three demos or something. Yeah,
0: and they have live ones because there's the Mike Tom and Travis show and there's something else, and they were like, "We don't count this." So it's as far yeah. as they're concerned, it's it's episode nine, episode nine, album nine, episode nine,
1: <laughs> album nine. Um think or somebody else from link 182 who's been in the news recently <laughs> the, the final member <laughs> the final member ah tom um, well we talked we had a we had an old episode well our last chat chatty episode was called aliens exist um because we were talking for in depth about tom Delong and what actually he was doing with his new company so this is just an update we're not gonna we're
0: not gonna do it again we've already if you want to hear it it's episode five aliens exist um you know that's provided you haven't listened to it already, but maybe if you want a refresher, you can listen to that episode, and you'll know how we feel about this. But please, Clodagh.
1: Um. Us. Okay. So he did an interview with a phone interview, with enemy with a guy called Elizondo, who he is doing w- um a show for the History Channel. Okay. With, um, the show is called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. So it's a six-part series. Each episode's an hour long, kind of a documentary style thing. Um, it says here it features military personnel and eyewitnesses <laughs> who insist they have compelling evidence of extraterrestrials. Um he says he's had briefings with top secret government officials privy to classified proof of aliens. Um and to me that just sounds like something that Donald Trump would tweet. Yeah. It's, it's kind it's, of jargony, you know, fluff.
0: Conspiracy theory. Meant to reassure But not actually
1: saying anything Yeah Tom also said to Enemy That when they kind of He talked with um His documentary partner About what they were going to talk about publicly He said believe it or not We have very long conversations About what we're going to talk about publicly Not because we don't have the facts But because people aren't ready for the facts
0: Right So I don't believe it But
1: Sure Sure why not Tom uh, He also told Enemy That he wouldn't speak about Blink-182 Unless they linked the conversation to Aliens and when they asked him if he would play Blink One Eighty Two to or Angels and Airwaves to an alien, he said he'd play Angels and Airwaves because if he played Blink One Eighty Two to aliens, they would get really offended and start an interplanetary war.
0: Maybe he should contact Jared Way and they can write a comic about this because, to be honest, that's
1: where it should live. Yeah, in a comic. In a comic,
0: yeah. I mean. <sighs> Yeah, go back to episode five if you want to hear our thoughts on space and charm and travel. Because I, I feel like...
1: because is just our thoughts on it? We also actually go and kind of dive into what the company is, yeah. who's working for them. It is informative. We give you facts. We give you facts. We drop the tea. We spill the tea on the floor and then
0: mop it up with some facts. Exactly. Um, so then in more recent news, so on tomorrow, I think. Um, this will be Tuesday. So tomorrow I think uh, A Day to Remember are playing a teeny tiny show um, for like 800 people for wow. free in London because they're playing Reading and Leeds so we've actually recorded this just before um, Reading and Leeds weekend so that has happened so we're going to be posting stuff from that on Facebook and on Tumblr and Twitter during the week Um, so keep an eye out for that we're Kids From Yesterday pod on everything except Twitter which is Kids From Yesterday no Kids From Y Day pod Um, but They're playing an 800 cap show, which I'm very, very jealous about. I saw Day to Remember, actually. The only time I've seen them has been at Leeds Festival. And that was awesome.
1: I'm trying to remember whether or not I've seen them. Um, I think they supported Blink-182 at a show here. I'm like, mm, 40% sure. (laughs) I know I've seen 4 Years Strong and I know all American Rejects are there. But I'm like, not 100% if Day to Remember are there or not. That's fair. I do really like them, though. I wish that I could go see them again
0: um no so do I. I I quite enjoy them like I know they get a lot of stick for being kind of a cliche like the whole I'm coming out swinging thing is is like a, a pizza pop punk kid meme yeah but, oh yeah yeah like it's uh, I hate, hate this, this town
1: yeah yeah uh, we
0: know we we know we've seen the memes we're on the internet we've listened we're, to the song we're cool um but I don't
1: know i really love their song all i want and yes. if it means a lot to you yes in the fields,
0: hit me where it hurts sir um no but i like them quite a little bit um another person doing another person another individual no so um have you seen that funeral for a friend are reuniting
1: i have seen that yes yeah. so they
0: are doing special and not special anniversary special reunion tours two separate dates in england to raise money for a friend who has a um, terminal illness so they want to raise money for their family uh, which is lovely they're bringing mm. like just these like small int- intimate gigs um which i know like feel for a friend officially broke up a couple of years ago i think so it's nice that this is like obviously they wanted to do something special yeah. and something for somebody that they cared about and they were like well what can we do and then they're coming out of retirement temporarily to so it's like nice. it's like a sad thing but it's a nice It is a nice thing. thing, It's gonna be emotional, I think. And I imagine like somebody like that, like if you're somebody you care about and the thing that you can do is put on a show, or the thing that you can do is Mm. write music and and you have the means and time to do it, like it's a really lovely thing to be able to do that and bring people together who know that you're celebrating this person's life, or you're celebrating this person's family or whatever. Mm. I
1: just think that's really nice. That is really sweet. I was never really into them. Um but Again, that is so sweet.
0: It is so nice. Um. So another thing I want to talk about, and I want to hark back to like our second episode, where I said something along the lines of Twenty One Pilots. I had heard that there was transphobic like accusations, and mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't sure. I hadn't looked into it, and that I take that with a pinch of salt because I'm not sure. Um. And we've talked before about cancel culture and like how we feel about that, and how like there are certain things that yes, outright you can say like fuck off that person can can get lost and then there are certain things that you should really look into more mm-hmm. um, and I know it's been many episodes since I said this but I recently looked it up to see what the the accusations were and I ha- I wasn't wrong in that I had seen something in 2017 where people were saying that 21 Pilots were homophobic and transphobic Um, and the issue was that Tyler Joseph hadn't spoken out about like supporting LGBT marriage being legalized, and he hasn't spoken out about trans rights, and he hasn't spoken out against his brother who had been tweeting homophobic and transphobic things. Okay. Like, I'm not condoning this in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our episode, it th- is like if this is the first time you've listened to us, we have spoken in depth about how much we care about like LGBTQ issues, how much we care about trans issues, how much we care about people <laughs> in yeah. general. So I am not in any way condoning this but I know that if it was my family member doing this I'm not sure I'd be in a position to publicly call them out on it I know I'd probably be told to fuck off because if my family member is an adult and like even if I have a whole bunch of like LGBTQ fans or I have a whole bunch of trans fans or whatever like not that I'm famous in any way shape or form but if that was me in that position mm. I am not sure if I would be able to publicly speak out against my family like that yeah. Um. Because you don't know what. And that's not. Yeah. It's, I think the thing is like it's not like he, his brother is doing this, at Twenty One Pilots shows, and his brother is doing this like on Twenty One Pilots accounts. This is on his personal Twitter. Yeah. Um. And obviously he was like liking transphobic and posting homophobic memes and shit. like it's, it's. I've seen some of the screenshots people took, and they're not nice, at any way, shape, or form. And I'm not condoning him doing that. But I just think, like, if you're an adult and you're in your own adult space, it must be really hard for somebody like the guys in 21 Pilots to go, You're upsetting my fans. Because I know that if I was like, Hey, you're upsetting my readers or you're upsetting my fans or whatever, my family would be like, Can you go fuck yourself? Because they're like, That's my space and I'm entitled to do whatever. So I think it's like a, a difficult issue. I'm not saying that there's any problem if you have decided you don't want to listen to them or be associated with them in any way, shape, or form because of this. That that's wrong. It's just for me personally looking at that, I can see that it's a grey area. Yeah. And I know that since then they've been more open towards LGBTQ stuff, and I think it, like a lot of it, like it comes from fucking like forced heteronormativity. That's cis. Yeah. Like, people are really struggle with it, especially if you grow up in a very homophobic environment. Um. And I think it takes a lot for people to, and again, I'm not condoning this in any way, shape or form. Like some people just need to fucking cop on and accept that there are gay people in the world. And yeah. that's just how it is. They're not all trying to get with you. Like just, yeah. just deal with it. Um, but I think the anecdote that I think on our end was that some people had told their coming out stories to them and had kind of gotten dismissed. But that comes from like forced touch normativity people not really knowing what the appropriate thing to say is so they're like better not say anything because i don't know how to deal with this i don't know yeah what the i can see that yeah is. um like you you know like I, again it's like it's a difficult area. it is
1: it, i think family life is a different it, like it's a difficult thing yeah. like you don't know what someone's relationship is with somebody else in their family yeah. um in terms of whether that's you know they're not friends on facebook or they're not following each other online like it yeah. doesn't mean that because they are that they're close and it doesn't mean because they're not that they aren't close you like you just do I mean, not know unless yeah. you hear it from the horse's mouth yeah um what the situation is because it could be a case of he can't say it from a, like it, it, it you know it's maybe that he's not able to speak out and it's not coming from a place of unconditional love of i love my brother no matter what it could yeah. be from a place of fear fear of i can't say this because yeah it'll damage relations or
0: or like if you are somebody who's in a band who's got millions of fans and then you start an online war Mm. with a family member
1: yeah you're gonna have the spotlight on you as well yeah
0: like i just it's it's just a thing of like i understand and i i like i mean we talked about this a little bit off hot about like we can understand exactly what it feels like to be a fan of somebody and wanting to feel safe yeah as women we want to feel safe you want to feel like you're not dealing with a predator you're not you're not dealing with somebody terrible um and i can understand them for like somebody who's trans you want to feel like you're being accepted yeah. by the by the person that you're like i look up to you and i you know your lyrics get me and i feel like this community gets me so you can totally 1000 understand people asking for this but i feel like there's a different way of doing it like you could ask hey i really want you to let me know that you accept me Rather than I need you to tell your family Um, because there's like, there's always, and I think this happens in every single fandom, there is always a line and people don't know where it is. So I think it's perfectly reasonable to want to ask somebody, Hey, am I safe with you?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, there is a case of he could have just came out and said something like, you know, along the lines of whatever it is that he needs to say to say, Hey, I see you, I support you, I love you no matter what. Yeah. Without actually referencing his brother yeah. or mentioning that at all because that can be a different yeah. that can be a difficult um, scenario yeah. to try yeah. and navigate and I don't see why there's any reason why they haven't or they didn't say something in a different capacity.
0: Yeah and I, I I, mean I don't know what's been said since I know I've seen photos of them with pride flags and stuff so it seems that they've kind of gotten to a point of being far more comfortable Okay. Um. but and that's great that's, that's kind of all people wanted yeah. I just think when it comes to family you're crossing a line because that person is not in 21 Pilots, that person has nothing to do with yeah. the band and you can't really ask people to do stuff in their personal lives that maybe they're not in a position to do, I mean like I think a lot of straight people or people who maybe are questioning or whatever and don't know how to deal with the concept of LGBTQ people and allyship and who don't yeah. understand it I, I mean, like, we've talked, I don't know, have we talked about this much? About, like, growing up in a very homophobic, like, environment, kind of, in schools and stuff? Not right. on pod, really. Right, okay, so, um like, when I was in secondary school, um, like, I left secondary school in 2012, so, like, around that time, there was a lot of bullying, and it, a lot of it was very, um, like, homophobic, pretty mm-hmm. much. And I tried to start a project when I was in fourth year, so it would have been 2010, like, an anti- homophobic bullying project and it was shut down by parents by the principal by the religion wow. the heterog- yeah and like the thing is it was like a thing that i was doing to try help other people in my ear because i couldn't stand it but also like, i just couldn't stand seeing this and not yeah. knowing I had to speak up against it because i was like the thing was they were always targeting people that you were like it doesn't actually matter if they're lgbt or not it's the the point is that if they're doing this to this person without actually knowing somebody somewhere else is hiding exactly um and it was horrible. And, like, like you know, um, we referenced Daniel Howell's video, the Basically I'm Gay video, where he talked a lot about this thing. And, like, a lot of that resonated with me because everything was, oh, that's so gay, and you're so gay. And yeah. Like, the first time I was called a dyke was when I was 10. Like... Yeah. You know, and, like, I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that they wanted me to feel bad. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, sexuality and understanding has come on so much. So, like, people who are... LGBT, you're questioning or whatever. When they're seventeen now, it's such a different world because you oh, have... Yeah. I mean like you can still have this environment around you, but you have so many spaces online. You have so many brands yeah. who are like you know people like Brendan Uri who are like hello, I'm pansexual and like you have all this stuff and it's amazing. Yeah, but it and the, you know they can still be going home to homophobic families. They can still be going home to like siblings who say everything is gay still or whatever like in a derogatory negative way. But um, I feel like people maybe who are in those bands who have grown up in that horrible homophobic forced heteronormativity environment don't know how to deal with it when it's it's open and it's coming to them and people are like hey here's my pride flag, I'm gay or I'm like pan or I'm like poly or whatever they're yeah. saying that they are Um, like I just feel like there's, there's still a cultural shift where it's amazing that so many young people can say like I'm lesbian and like there's, it's fine. The world doesn't implode, and it's amazing. Yeah. But I feel like there's such an issue with people our age and a little bit older where if that's not their experience, or They're if different. they've been told that you can't do that, or if they've had to bury any kind of like gayness in themselves, you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like the criticism of them was valid because so many—I mean, so many of their fans are LGBTQ, like so many of them. Yeah. Um, that's something I've seen on Tumblr a lot. A lot of them are non-binary a lot of them use they them pronouns a lot of them will be kind of under the trans umbrella somewhere or like some kind of like lgbtq like not necessarily lesbian gay or or like but under the umbrella yeah under the umbrella like a lot of them are demi or like you know there's just different things and you're like it's so it's like the franco euro thing we were talking about yeah i I think that was in did we mention that in the we did oh we did an interview we did an interview we did an interview (laughs) head stuff is you can find it on our link tree on Instagram um but we did an interview with head stuff and we told Lisa Breen who did the interview with us I, I'd said that when I went to see Francairo and the patients at Sam dunk one year the crowd was filled with like different gendered people um, who were LGBT who have flags and they were just having the best time and it was like that's so fucking beautiful to see but you also see it in 21 pilot circles yeah and I can understand completely. Like, people already had the foundation of, like, Frank and Jared being totally open about sexuality and, like, whatever. Like, if we want to kiss each other, we can, and it's fine. And I feel like then you're, like, when you like somebody who's presenting as so straight, but you don't feel like they're super straight. Yeah. That when their behavior doesn't match what you see in them, it must be really difficult. So I can understand why people were upset. Yeah. that's my long-winded way of saying, like, I'm sorry for saying that if that upset people, but I needed to explain... What I've learned since,
1: yeah, and that's yeah. that's really good, um. And then of course, on the back of all that, Fallout Boy came along, and they released a song called "Gay is Not Them for Shitty." Yes, and they saved, <laughs> they saved, they saved, saved us all. Yeah, saved everybody. Um, it's actually not as common anymore to hear people use, "gay" as an insult. Like, I mean, I guess maybe because I'm so I'm not. In, first of all, I'm not in school. I'm not in college. Yeah, um, my friends are. Incredible. A lot of yeah. them are LGBTQ. Yeah. Um, we woke, as in like a lot of people that even if you aren't LGBTQ would understand issues and you know are very, you know, are socialists and yeah. understand equality and stuff like that. So maybe I'm saying this from my safe space. Yeah. But I don't see as many people using even on the internet. And again, I'm in a bubble of I have people I like. Yeah. They're all kind of because I have no tolerance for. Yeah. Assholes on online. No. um, don't use gay as an, an insult. insult.
0: Like the f slur. As in, like, yeah.
1: you know, shitty. You're oh, yeah. that's so gay. Yeah. I don't see as many people doing that. I think I do see American people still kind of doing it yeah. in on comment boards on Facebook and stuff yeah, like and that. Yeah, and you but. see
0: the f slur a lot. Um, yeah, and like that's kind of the prevailing one, and I, I know people. Who are lesbian and have had that shouted at them when they're holding like another girl's hand and stuff. And like these are people who are older than me and they're having this experience where people are still going out of their way to be horrible. Yeah. Um. But in Ireland, um, marriage equality passed in twenty fifteen, and I think there was a big cultural shift because massively. It, like, yeah. it's not safe still for everybody. Like, nobody's saying like everything's fine now. You're, yeah, there's not. There's still it's people not.
1: getting. I mean there's still things happening.
0: There's still like there's still inequality. Like you can get married but there are still things that are not equal. So like um parent I mean, there's a current petition going on at the moment where if you are a same sex parent, you can only have one of the parents registered as the the legal
1: guardian instead of
0: Yeah. yeah, instead of both. So um what's happening to a lot of parents like if they're same sex, they're going in and they're going, I am the single only parent of this child.
1: And they have to declare that as well. Yeah, they have
0: to declare it. So then it means that one parent doesn't have any rights to the to their child. And it's it's heartbreaking. Like it's horrible. But um it's just there was such a cultural shift because like now it's so common to see couples holding hands. Like same sex couples holding hands. And that was like I mean I spent a lot of my teens going and like as in my, like eighteen to like twenty one like, I went to war. That was, like, a gay night that was on in, in town. Um, and, like, I hung around with a lot of gay people. And I hung around, like, in LGBTQ circles. Because so many people that I was friends yeah. with were that, like, it just... it That's just where you went. Like, that's, that's yeah. what we all did. We went and we hung out at these places. So, for me, it was normal to see it there. Because
1: everybody yeah. was in the yeah. Yeah, there. in a safe space. Yeah, everybody's in a
0: very safe space. And, like, it was fine. And seeing it outside of those safe spaces, like, couples holding hands and, like... It's... It's a cultural shift that's not quite there yet, but it's much better, and that's only in the last three years.
1: Yeah, I it's I think as well though like there like a, certainly a friend of mine has recently experienced the case where she was holding hands with another woman and you know had abuse hurled at her. Like there still those things happening. Of course, yeah. But the fact of the, of the matter is that there's more people visibly doing it. Yeah. You know, um, and it's it's fucking wonderful to yeah. see
0: and it's just you need people who are straight or who grew up in environments where it wasn't okay to be gay to really get with fucking times yeah. and learn that your hang ups about this are you can't project them onto people who are comfortable with who they are like I think that's kind of the, the cultural thing about Queer Eye is they're going in they're being them they're very out proud and like selves, I know, I love and it's amazing uh, but like they're going into all these communities where a lot of them are like I have never been in a room with five gay guys and it's like
1: I love those episodes that's, you know
0: of. But they always receive it really well. Yeah. And I know that they, they, they screen people and they make sure that they're not going to be, like, hurt or, like, have horrible things said to them and stuff. And I know they have to have difficult conversations, like, even off camera. But the point is that there is such a need and a desire for, like, people who've grown up in these environments to step up and learn that, like, you know, it's not hurting anybody for you to be trans. Yeah. Like, for somebody else to be trans, like, um, this is i don't want to make this into like a thing i don't want to hurt anybody who's listening um but like the the thing where people are like oh trans people they want you to change their pronouns whatever and you're like but it doesn't take anything out of you somebody goes this is my name and you go cool this is my pronoun and you go cool like there's no big deal and i don't yeah. understand what it is and it's just so important for people in music spaces especially as we've spoken before about how music is a safe space yeah it needs to be you need to get over yourself like if you're going to be a band and you want to be famous you have to take the shit that comes with it and the shit that comes with it is accepting people for who they are
1: exactly and creating space, safe space for them and not tolerating hate yep. at the show. like I thought you made 6Gig um, that we went to uh, in November yeah there was a fight broke out in the middle of the show and Josh like stopped everything and was like, you know, stop fighting. If you wanna fight in here, get the fuck out. Yeah. And then at the end they ended up hugging out and I was like I was so emotional. I was like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. (laughs) Um but you know, there needs to be kind of that like I won't say camaraderie, but kinda like that acceptance and that kind of protection over default
0: allyship. Like even if you're like I am the straightest thing that has ever existed in the world and I don't understand this at all, even though like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing what are you doing but like even if that is your attitude that if you are a band and you're like i want to be famous you have to also be like i want to be famous and i want everyone to feel safe because if that's if you don't have those two parts there's no you're point. missing something there's no point who is going to feel safe going to your shows who is going to feel safe talking to you like who is going to feel safe looking up to you if you don't accept fucking half the world like just... yeah yeah Making a lot of hand gestures, but it's just, like, frustrating to see
1: it. Actually, speaking of You Me one other piece of news we have before we go. You Me At um, well, it's tomorrow when we're recording this, yeah. but it's last Friday when you're listening to this. Yeah, so three days ago. Released a new song, Um. new music. Yep. They've told us that it's going to be Dark and Emo, which emo I'm was
0: very fun. excited about.
1: Um, I can't wait to hear it tomorrow but we'll have already heard it by the time you're listening to this and you will hopefully have already heard it so this um, is a bit of a like yeah.
0: a it'll be on the playlist
1: yes we'll we'll put it on the playlist as soon as it's out um which is out now this is like what's that film called? it leonardo dicaprio where he goes asleep and wakes up where he's used to dreaming shutter, you know the island?
0: F- shutter island
1: no no he has like the, uh, the yeah, s- no, spinning top Rio. I hate him so much inception it's Thank like you. inception yeah. i fell asleep during see the inception. joke just like
0: it's, <laughs> it's shy gone. if you have <laughs> to like
1: spend five minutes explaining it <laughs> and figuring it out um i didn't get it i did not understand it i feel like if i've seen it now i'm a bit smarter than i was on i first came yeah, no, i
0: fell asleep during inception it wasn't for me it's not for you Jay. <laughs>
1: The whole point of that segue was so that I could Google what was the name of Yumi At Six's new song. Um, it's called "What's It Like." Uh, tell me I what it's it. like being perfect all the time is one of the lyrics. What's it
0: like though? Bella?
1: What's, What's it like?
0: like? What's the song like? We can't tell you because we don't fucking know. There is
1: some kind of music video stuff floating around, and it looks kind of psychedelic, okay. almost. Um, I am hopeful. Me too.
0: Um, you know, we'll post our thoughts on the internet. Anyway, so you'll see, you'll possibly have already seen a thought floating around by the time you get to hear this episode. But that's fine. That's how time works. Time travel is amazing. Recording the past, posting the future.
1: Talk about the past in the future. It's yeah, it's bizarre. Amazing. But yeah, uh, speaking of the future, we are going to be releasing our next episode, which will be episode 11. And that is going to be a Yumi at 6 special. Which so, we're very excited about. So that'll be out next, not next Monday, the Monday afterwards. Um, and we're very excited to record that and put it out there in the world because we feel like we haven't given You Me 6 much love on this podcast no, we haven't got a chance to fair. talk about them and we're obsessed with them So yeah.
0: uh, I think that's fair I think it's only fair that every band gets
1: gets their say
0: gets their, almost gets their every day. band
1: <laughs> um, so yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode if this is your first time listening to us I'm Claire and this is Courtney <laughs> we're also very sorry Um. Sorry for your, the area you've just lost. Um, <laughs> Sorry for you your loss. Us, yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Kids From Yesterday Pod. We're at Kids from Essay Pod on Tumblr and Facebook. We're at Kids from Why Pod on Twitter. Um, you can check out the article we did with uh Lissa Breen from Head Stuff. That's in our link tree, so you can get that
0: on our Instagram or on our Twitter. It's in our bio. Yeah, um, it's at the very top. It just says Head Stuff article. She did an amazing
1: job. Um, she did an amazing job like, of him. making sense of our shit. Yeah, we
0: we <laughs> sat and we had a really good interview with her. Like she asked really great questions and we talked, and she wrote it into an article that made yeah. it sound smart.
1: So we talk about kind of the beginnings of the podcast where yeah. that's. Stem from kind of our own experiences um, yeah. and like what we hope to we hope people get out of the podcast
0: as well. She did a great exactly. job, but she took some gorgeous photos as well.
1: Um like she did. She, she made us she know I you know who I felt like when she was taking those pictures, you know Eva McLeiss and Sarah Breen when they do those <laughs> photo shoots for what I complete Ashing or yeah. oh my god what a complete ashing. They're always like sitting together and stuff. I felt like we were like that. We I just
0: I felt like we were like a small band that didn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> like hi. <laughs> we're we're Famous, yeah. Um, go check yeah, them out. We'll post some of the photos on our Instagram as well, so you'll you'll see those as well. Um, probably post those next week. So yes, people can people can see our beautiful faces. And know that that's well, that's what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> they sound like sexy butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay tuned for sexy butter. That's all I'm saying.
1: But we haven't recorded that episode. quite what are you So yeah, from Dark Basement HQ. This is us signing off. Heading to space. We're hanging out with Tom (laughs) Ziggins. We're going to go now.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.